Just Vibes. I am Jules, and as always, I'm your host, and I'm here to just vibe. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week and is excited for the weekend. Currently, when this goes live, I will actually be in Florida with my dad and my sister having some roller coaster time, maybe visiting the beach, a nice space center. So I am going to be living it up. So for my sake and to have some good numbers when I come back, share this episode with your friends because boy, do I have a good one for you today. Before we get into today's topic, I wanted to talk a few uh, about some show things. Um, I have had a little bit of hesitation on reviewing Hogwarts Legacy, mainly just because of everything that's kind of centered around it and a lot of hate that's happening. And I just don't want to offend anyone. I don't want my own personal love of the story itself and the world be tainted because of one person or because of the umbrella that's associated with it. Um, I am trying to power through though and do that for you, but it is going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride. Um, I also am still thinking about what we could do for extra stuff. I thought about doing, um, a review on just like mini things that happen like a bunch of little mini episodes they're just all in my brain of like things that I could just digest and I could give my thoughts on and I think that um doing that in like a video format would be really good um in general though I think that would be something that I would be like patreon when we get like a little bit more people in here if you guys want more content like that or if you want these episodes early then we can do something like that but it's in the works it's it's an idea i literally would just have to click create and it's all set but i want to know for sure that that's something that you guys would like and then also i am putting polls out on twitter for things that i would like to review so if you want to be a part of those decisions feel free to hop over there onto twitter at jules just vibes and put in your input follow me uh retweet when new episodes go live and then get any offline updates to maybe i'm having trouble with the audio again or maybe i'm having just trouble in everyday life with all the stuff i have going on but that's going to be the best place to find it. And like I said, we're putting polls over there for what we, we're we going to review next. So you're not going to want to miss being a part of that. So definitely head over there. All right, we can jump into the topic. Let's go. All right. I almost have to like psych myself up for this one. I'm not going to lie. Whew. Okay, let's do this. The DC universe is home to many superheroes, antiheroes, and vigilantes. In modern day media, DC has become almost the joke of the silver screen, and their many failed attempts at creating a lasting movie series hasn't helped. This hasn't stopped them, though, from invading your primetime TV spots with shows like The Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. 
all of which are no longer running. In 2017, with the release of the Wonder Woman movie, DC seemed to see the light at the end of the phrase, DC doesn't do good movies, tunnel. But it was short-lived. That is until 2019 when DC came out with Shazam, the story of a kid having fun with what's given to him as well as saving the world. Since Shazam, DC has seen an uptick in ratings and reviews of their movie releases. From 2019 Shazam on, the DC Universe movies have received no lower than a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is saying something because their scores for movies didn't often reach above 50, that is until recently. Today's topic is the movie Black Adam. With a Rotten Tomatoes score like 38%, one would have to believe that it's not good, right? I'm here to see if their rating holds up. So I watched Black Adam so you don't have to. I'll be rating Black Adam on these scales 0 to 10. Story, characters, how well it fits into the DC universe. We will talk about fight scenes as well. And last, does it deserve its hellish Rotten Tomatoes score? Alright, from this point on, there's going to be some spoilers, so just keep that in mind. Black Adam stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I had to put that in there, and is about a champion bestowed with the power of the gods, chosen to free his people until his sense of justice becomes too much and he had to be locked away. Black Adam, or Teth Adam as he's referred to originally, is set in the Shazam universe but happens thousands and thousands of years in the past. A king, Octon, with a singular goal, enslaves his people to find Eternium. With that Eternium, he can make the crown of Sabak, a crown that could make a king invincible with the power of the six demons of hell. Six demons in hell. Whichever one. A lone child speaks up for the sake of his people, but is ultimately put to death as a revolution would not favor King Octon. Just as Hope's light was about to be snuffed out, this child, later known as the champion, gets bestowed with the power of the gods by the Council of Wizards. As Teth Adam goes to confront the king, it's too late. The crown has been forged. However, although the crown is ready, we get a view of a massive explosion which buries the crown and any plans Octon has of becoming invincible. Flash forward to present day, the city of Kondok, once home to a rabid king, now home to the Intergang, showing that in thousands of years, the city has been shackled over and over again. All the people want is freedom. This pushes our main character and the most wanted in Kondok to search for the crown and hide it away again as it's too dangerous if it falls into the wrong hands. Adriana finds the crown in Teth Adam's prison, but she's ambushed by mercenaries. I'm not really sure if they're a part of the intergain, but the implication is that they might be. To save herself and her brother, she frees Teth Adam, or Black Adam, and he then proceeds to brutally beat the crap out of people for almost eight minutes. In this time, we find out that, like Superman, Black Adam has a weakness. Eternium, the resource found in Kondok. He's hit with it and Adriana and her brother take him back to their home. 
It's at this time that we realize one of the people on Adriana's team to get the crown has betrayed her. And on the other side of the story, we get a sort of minor league Justice League called the Justice Society that assembles to take down Black Adam, or more like subdue him for the damage that he's done. Now we're back to Black Adam waking up in Adriana's apartment and her son asking Adam to help free Kondok. Adam refuses and urges them to take care of it themselves. This doesn't stop Amon, the kid, from broadcasting that Black Adam is Kondok's very own superhero. That kid, I swear. He's always pushing it. Meanwhile, back with the Justice Society, they're readying up to take down Black Adam, stating that they need him to save Shazam and they'll be able to detain him. That doesn't prove to be as easy as they think. In another 10 minute long fight scene, Adam fights Intergain and the Justice Society and escapes. The Justice Society is wounded after their loss and two storylines merge together as Old Man Brosnan, Kent, sees a vision of the demon army the crown can summon. It's Pierce Brosnan, that is, Dr. Fate slash Kent, just saying. After Adriana is told that it was Adam's rage that created the explosion, not the crown chaos, she confronts Adam. He reluctantly agrees to speak with the Justice Society about surrendering. While they're deliberating, Amon and Kareem, Adriana's brother, are ambushed by Adriana's partner who betrayed her. Knowing her son is in danger, she begs Adam to save him. Adam rushes off to go and save Amon. This leads to their shortest fight scene so far at only four minutes to save the kidnapped Amon. They're unsuccessful, but thankfully Kareem is healed and they all go on their way to rescue Amon, but not before Adam and Hawkeye brawl to get out some man anger. In their rage fight, they find the crown and start to dissect it while traveling to rescue the boy. Of course, what would a rescue be without a fight scene? After arriving at the mine where they're holding him on, Adam flies in and kicks some ass. Alone, I might add. But an Eternium shield holding Ishmael, the partner who betrayed, and Amon stops him in his tracks, giving his partners enough time to catch up. A crown is traded for her son, and while Amon is safe, we find out Ishmael is a descendant of King Octon, the rabid king consumed with making the crown. Ishmael makes a bold move and shoots Amon, but Adam narrowly stops it and his rage explodes from him. Thankfully, Amon is safe and they find Ishmael unfortunately burned to a crisp and holding the crown. All enemies gone, the only thing left to do is to detain Black Adam, but there's more to his story. Turns out that it was his son Harut who was the true champion of Kondok. While the champion was victorious throughout his time, his family was hurt, and Harut gave his powers to his father to save him. Through this retrospective, Adam relinquishes his power and allows himself to be imprisoned away for eternity, never to speak Shazam again. That sounds like the end of the movie, right? That sounds like a pretty finite ending. Well, surprise, surprise, there's more. Turns out Ishmael is not actually dead. He just read the inscription correctly from the crown and is resurrected with the power of the six demons of hell. 
Unfortunately, this fight has an ominous tone when Dr. Fate sees all of the visions of the future and realizes that this fight could lead to Hot Guy's ending. The rest of the movie is one gigantic fight. The Justice Society trying to stand against Ishmael with Sabak powers and stop him from sitting on the throne. Dr. Fate fighting but also trying to keep Hawkeye from dying, and all of them realizing that they won't be able to defeat Ishmael without the help of Adam. Ultimately, Fate sacrifices himself in the fight of his life, but not before helping Adam to free himself and unlock his powers away. Adam is too late, though, as Ishmael sits on the throne and unleashes hell on Earth, which looks a lot like skeletons rising from the ground, this fact throws us back with Adriana, Amon, and Kareem, and Amon unites the people of Kondok and encourages them to fight against the Legions of Hell. When Black Adam returned, he fights with all of his strength to eliminate demon Ishmael with the help of Hawkman and a gift from the late Dr. Fate. Adam literally rips Ishmael in half and saves Kondok. Black Adam becomes the true champion of Kondok, destroying the throne and liberating the city once and for all. There is also a secret scene after the main credits. The leader of this society, Waller, threatens Adam and Adam rebuttals by saying, send whoever she needs to contain him. And then we get an appearance by Superman. And then after that, it cuts to black. All right, that was the main synopsis of the whole movie. I'm not even kidding. That, that was the movie. The whole two hours. But let's let's discuss. So buckle up because I have things to say. I really want to get into my thoughts about the movie, but let's get the ratings out of the way and I'll go more into detail about my feelings regarding this movie. So first rating scale 0 to 10 is for the story. I'm really just going to say it. The story is a 3 out of 10 for me. And it's the main reason that I am not a fan of this movie. The story of the movie is all over the place. I know you probably felt that when you were listening to me talk about it. There's even what I feel like a finite ending to the story, but then it continues on for another 30 minutes. And of course, a chunk of those minutes include a brutal fight scene. On top of that, just as a whole, the movie feels like it's two movies in one. We're following Black Adam in this crown storyline. And then for some reason, we're also spending a huge amount of time with the Justice Society. There's introductions for them. There's a whole other B story with the society involving Hawkeye's, like, death. Black Adam is like two mini movies in one. And it just ends up just interlocking because their goals end up colliding with each other. The Justice Society is really only around because Black Adam is just senselessly hurting people. But then on the other side of the coin, Adam is just trying to live his life in peace and leave and he gets stopped by the Justice Society. But like, hold on guys, because there's a whole other storyline we're forgetting and it's the reason that Black Adam is throwing a rage fit and also the reason that the Justice Society has to go after him. It has just so much going on, and like I said previously, there just seems to be a sort of conclusion to one of the storylines. And because that happens, they have to put the other storylines like to conclude them as well. So it 
almost seems moot that the initial conclusion happened. I also was discussing this point with my boyfriend because he feels the same way I do, and he even mentioned that locking up Black Adam, even though Dr. Fate understood that the only way to defeat, like, Sabak was for Black Adam to fight him, was kind of, like, ridiculous. So, like, if that was the case, why did they have Hawkeye lock Black Adam up? It really just doesn't make sense. And I liked the Crown storyline. And if they would have just kept it that, like, main cohesiveness with it and just omit the Justice Society part, I think this movie could have been ten times better. So next is the characters. I'm going to give the characters in this movie a 6 out of 10. I think the surprise twist of finding out that Teth Adam is actually the champion's dad and not the real champion was actually a pretty great reveal. I also did really enjoy the main characters of the Crown storyline, Adriana, Amon, Kareem, and Ishmael who become Sabak. They were kind of minor characters to what felt like a minor storyline, but Kareem provided some comedic value and there was some really good backstory and depth to everyone else. It might have been minimal, but it was still pretty good. Now let's move on to the characters in the Justice Society. Now, if their abilities and personalities seem a little bit familiar, that's because they eerily mirror Marvel's characters. Hot Guy from DC is really similar to the Falcon of Marvel. Doctor Fate in DC is similar to Doctor Strange. Adam Smasher in DC is similar to both Deadpool and Ant-Man of Marvel. And Cyclone in DC is pretty similar to Storm of Marvel. But don't let Marvel's blessed storytelling and movie presence sway you. DC released their characters before Marvel, so one should wager that if anyone was copying anyone's homework, it was Marvel. But it is easy to forget about that piece of information when it's delivered poorly by a source known for failure. Now, I knew I couldn't just dock off points based on the fact that these characters were reminiscent of better versions, so I tried to dig deep into why I had such a problem with some of the performances of these characters, and I came to the conclusion that even though this cast was filled with some brilliant actors, their acting was just kind of so over the top in some ways that it really just came down to the way that the director or producer was instructing the actors. The Justice Society was the major fault of this movie, not just by the storyline, but also by the characters themselves. It was more a testament to the way that DC makes their characters, though, in the sense that the majority of their superheroes are given almost godlike powers, but still a group cannot defeat enemies. I would say finding relatability in the characters is also a major downfall for this movie, but would argue that DC is not incapable of creating relatable characters, the most notable example being Billy Blankenship in Shazam. And last, but not least, I also docked them hard on characters mainly due to the fact that Black Adam is another Superman ripoff, and I know that saying that full while they're in the same universe and that Superman stops by and has a chat with Adam, but Adam is taken down by Eternium, just like Kryptonite in Superman. DC likes to make godlike characters and then remembers that there has to be a struggle with fighting, so DC makes them extremely vulnerable to one type of thing normally a metal or an element, and it kind of just loses all value for me when it comes to those characters. The next rating I wanted to do was how will it fit into the DC universe. We'll lay it down a bit and say in the DC cinematic universe though. 
So from researching, Black Adam is actually the last movie being made in the current DC Cinematic Universe. So when Superman comes in at the secret scene, he's played by Henry Cavill, and unfortunately he will no longer be the Superman that you will know and love. Again, Batman will change, same with Wonder Woman, and everyone else in major films. They won't be your characters' faces anymore. Except for scumbag Ezra Miller, which I just saw the Flash, like, preview trailer for that movie, and he's still in it, and he's a huge scumbag, so I'm not exactly sure why, but it's just gonna let that go. Anyway, it's kind of sad um, that they're not going to be the characters that you tie on to anymore, and I think that's also another reason why Marvel is better than DC when making these cinematic movies is because they stay consistent with the people that they keep in these positions. They don't juggle, they don't change, they don't have different faces for different characters. They have a moment where this one character is this one is played by this actor and you know him as that. But DC always shuffles about. Now, I would rate it high, but the fact that this movie alone, Black Adam himself, doesn't really seem to fit into the universe other than like a cautionary tale from the past for Shazam's of the future. So I couldn't even give him high notes in general for for it just being Black Adam in his universe. So that being said, when it comes to the timeline of Black Adam being born, then being locked up away, and then being released, it's also like really fuzzy and it doesn't really mesh well. There's no real idea for when this Black Adam timeline is happening. It feels like present day with like a small hint of the future. Overall though, I would rate this garbled characters in DC universes a 4 out of 10. Mainly just because he has no place and he's not even going to be in the universe anymore. So it just doesn't even really pay to make any sense about it. Now I wanted to brush on the fight scene in this movie. I'm giving the fight scenes a 6 out of 10. It is low, mainly just because I felt there was like senseless fighting. In the beginning when he was busted out, it should have just been red flags all around for how easily he just kind of like fought his way out of where he was. I also think that some of the fights just kind of happened for no reason. They weren't really to progress the storyline or to offer any like exposition. Now I actually won't lie, one of the things that DC does not skimp on is their fight scenes. Explosions, humor, brutality, and powers on display make for a very entertaining show to watch. And for what it's worth, it wasn't for lack of exciting fights that made me want to go, what is happening here? At least at the time. When I watched it a second time, I might have skipped over the fighting scenes because if I'm gonna do things based on the story, uh, at least 30 minutes of it was fighting and I didn't need to watch that. Alright, lastly, let's go over if Black Adam deserved the completely hellish Rotten Tomatoes percentage of 38%. If you've ever taken a gander at Rotten Tomatoes, you're bound to stumble upon a terrible rating on some of your favorite guilty pleasure movies. This has always led to the public to be hot and cold with Rotten Tomatoes and their scoring. I myself have been part of the public opinion in some of those ways. Rotten Tomatoes has done my movies so dirty 
but I cannot help but agree with them on this rating for Black Adam. This review took so long to write, research, and get to you, mainly because I was watching it twice and it was almost, like, unwatchable. It's the hard reality, but to be fair, I've given you good review after good review and now it's kind of time to actually trash something. Black Adam just wasn't it for me, and it might be it for you, but it's all about how you view movies. I'm very lenient with media. I'm a very easygoing watcher, listener, player, so when it comes to reviewing things, I can find redeeming qualities in almost anything. That's why it was so important for me to do this review and say what I had to say, because by now you have an idea of what I like, and now you know for sure what I don't like. So my apologies if you're a huge fan of DC Universe and this movie, but it just not, it was just not the movie for me, and I just can't recommend it out of the goodness of my heart. Alright, any DC cinephiles out there, please do not come for me. I have enjoyed some DC movies in the past, and I also have been told that the new new Suicide Squad, because when I watched the first Suicide Squad movie, I was not happy, but the recent release one that they did where they started over again, they just did that one and people are saying that that's good and so I'll have to watch that and I'll have to see. But I just want you to know that the the main reason this movie just sucked so bad was because of the story. The fact that I could not stick with it or the fact that it had me going like this feels like the end. Why is there still 30 minutes left? That to me doesn't make a good movie. And I don't want to fault DC. But I do want to fault them. But here's the thing. Apparently this is one door closing, a window opening kind of situation. Apparently James Gunn has taken over like the mass majority of DC stuff and making all of these DC movies. And so we should see a huge rise in the way that they're done. Now, you know, who knows if that's actually going to be true. But until then, we're just going to keep our ears peeled and see. And, and that's going to be the end of this review for Black Adam. This one was really short. And I, I know I said that this one was really hard to write. And the only reason it was hard to write was because I didn't like it. And it was hard for me to sit down and actually re-watch the movie and give my synopsis, however short that was, to tell you guys everything that happened and then give you sort of like rating scale about it. I also was on the fence about being like a complete dick, but I thought that if I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to be true to what I do and do not like, then I got to be pretty harsh. Now, I will say that these reviews are always of my own opinion as much as I do my own research and try to be objective and take every information that I have into account. There is no way for me to not be objective with things that I'm reviewing. I I take into account the story, I take into account the characters, I take into account the acting, I take into account the cinematography, I look at all of that and if the movie just ain't it, it ain't it, sis. There's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong for you liking this movie. So if you liked this movie, awesome. These are just the reasons that I didn't like it and we can move on.
because we got some good reviews coming out. We got Hogwarts Legacy, we've got Dead Space, we've got You Part 1 Season 4, we've got that 90s show, I've got all this other stuff that we can review. Ooh, I, okay. So, if you guys are not aware, Netflix does these shows and one particular show is called Love is Blind. They've done a few other, like, dating-type shows, and it's always, like, Nick Lachey and his wife, like, trying to put people together. There was one that was called The Ultimatum, where they had, oh my god, I can't even, like, this is almost like a, like, a talk show thing to talk about, but I have a lot of things to say about that, too. Anyway, they are making a show called Perfect Match, and it brings in people from all these other types of dating shows and a few of them are from like the show love is blind like men and women and it's like they've all dated each other if you know the premise of love and love is blind the the premise is they go into a pod they date people blindly for a set amount of time they say yes to getting married and they either get married or they don't blah 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 whatever the fuck but it's see I saw the preview for that and I know, I know it's a show I'm probably going to watch and I know it's one of those like icky, like gross female shows, but fuck, like the idea that it's these people that have all dated each other at some point in time and all of these like dating shows on another one trying to be the quote unquote perfect match, it's icky. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. And if you want me to review it, fine, I'll probably do it. But I'm just going to say it's going to cause me emotional trauma and I'm just going to put that out there now. So it's going to be on you. Any emotional trauma I get from watching that show is going to be on you guys. All right. Anyway, that's enough of me filling up this time. I really just did this so that we could get this episode to 30 minutes because this review took such little time because it's really just minor stories on top of fighting. But anyway, (laughs) thank you guys again for continuing to listen to Jules Just Fives. I am so excited. We are like 35 listens away from hitting a thousand all-time listens. And honestly, like we're pumping it out. We're doing it as best as we can. And we're just having a grand old time. So if you have a media suggestion for a game, a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a book, anything you want to go and suggest it, go to my website at julesjustvibes.com. There's a scroll down feedback section, put in the feedback and I will get to it. And then also if you want any offline updates, you can follow me on Twitter at julesjustvibes. I appreciate you guys for continuing to listen and enjoy this review. Share it with your friends. Leave a rating. If it's good, it's bad. It's terrible, unlistenable. I want to know. I'm always looking to improve, so definitely do that. I will catch you guys on the next one. Happy binging and bye-bye.